great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Friday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC, the course of the hour. As always, we are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. You can reach me on Twitter and a number of topics. So let's go. The Justice Department appealing Surprise, surprise, the ruling granting a special master in the raid on former President Trump's Florida home. I'll also tell you in just a minute or so why President Trump says he's considering suing the Fox News Channel. We'll get to that in just a second. We can also tell you this morning, as you know, that Steve Bannon The former Trump advisor pleads not guilty in a border wall scheme. Uh, Bannon surrendered himself Thursday to face new charges as it relates to this. Queen Elizabeth II died Thursday in her beloved summer residence in uh, Scotland. At least two people struck. It's almost unbelievable an alleged gang-related, a gang-related shooting in Uvalde, Texas, some three months after the school massacre. And coming up at 45, at 45 minutes past the hour, I'll talk to an assemblyman, Assemblyman Nader Sayig, about ahead of the uh, 21st anniversary of September 11th, And he has a bill in which survivors are calling for more state support in letting New Yorkers know how to access government help with medical bills. And I'm going to have an update in just a little while on that lady that attacked the 82-year-old man with a machete. Well, hallelujah, she's in jail this morning uh, with a very, very high bail. So we have a uh, lot to get to, and let's let's start with the Trump matter. I see all the calls that are already coming in. I promise that we are about to get to the calls in just a uh, second. So former President Trump is threatening to sue Fox News over an ad, an ad that he calls, that calls his supporters, rather, excuse me, Let me make sure I get this right. That calls his supporters, quote unquote, suckers. In the ad, it's an ad that is from uh, the Lincoln Project. And they even purchased time in the area of the president's New Jersey home to make sure that he sees it. And the former president on his uh, website says he's considering suing because Fox News should have never approved this ad. And here is my point as it relates to this. 
it's a further a further illustration of why our politics in our country is so partisan. Everything is attack, attack, attack. And it's got to stop on each side, on each side. I want you, I'm not going to play the, the entire ad because it's, it's, it's very disrespectful to the former president and more importantly, more disrespectful to his supporters. This is the ad that's running on Fox News, uh, paid for, done by the Lincoln uh, Project, and it's attacking MAGA and MAGA supporters. Dear MAGA, we have some bad news. No, not that he lost. Not that your little coup attempt failed and its planners and the attackers are going to jail. No, the really bad news is why Trump told you he lost. Why he set it up way before the 2020 election. It wasn't voter fraud, but it was fraud. Trump told you the election was stolen to rip you off, to sucker you. To take your hard-earned money and shovel it into his pockets. He spent it on himself, not to take back the White House. It was the biggest scam in political history. Yeah, 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 yeah. How How is that going to bring us together? And I say that in a very sincere manner. All that does is offend people and it causes a further polarized environment where we will never, ever come together. Now, you may say, Dominic, you're being naive. That's the politics and the times that we live in. But it doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. Let's start uh, with our telephone calls. We begin this morning with Alfonso in New Jersey. Good morning, Alfonso, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Tom. How are you? This <laughs> good morning, morning good morning. <laughs> you know, I, I I can't tell you how much you keep me alive, keeping my paperwork going as I'm working through the night. It, you're a man of inspiration. You're a man of, of of great knowledge, and and it's unfortunate that too many people are sleeping. But when when guys like myself and uh, that are working working with you. We, we truly appreciate and God bless you and God bless America. Well, that's Alfonso. That's very kind of you to say thank you. And I say this uh, in terms of uh, being very sincere with the sky high ratings. And thank you for the call, Alfonso, with the sky high ratings here at WABC. The credit belongs to two people and two people only. The fact of the matter that I'm just a vehicle. Uh, in this uh, uh, hour for why we're number one, AM, FM, we're number one by far in terms of this program. And the reason why things are going so well at WABC happens to be two individuals, and that is John Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis. And I cannot say that enough in terms of what they have done uh, for this radio station and literally cherry-picking, if you will, certain talents and placing us and and more and most importantly being extremely supportive uh, of our careers. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. As far as Queen Elizabeth dying, 
She was, without a doubt, she should be in the Guinness Book of World Records as the biggest welfare recipient that ever lived or ever will live. She basically did nothing for the country. She rode Michael. around in a Rolls Royce and uh. smiled. She, she uh. did nothing. And, and, and here's the thing. They wanted her. <clears throat> England is no longer the super rich, powerful country that it once was. They lost all of the colonies that they had. England is very is going broke. So they said, Elizabeth, we think <clears throat> you should pay taxes on the welfare money that you get. Uh, and she hit the ceiling. Michael. How dare you tell me that I should pay tax Michael. on money that I didn't work for? Michael, Michael, yeah. I'm going to borrow a line from my colleague, Rita Cosby. For 24 hours, can we just celebrate the woman's life in terms of what she did on the world stage before? She's not even buried yet, Michael. Okay. But you want to hear the truth? You're asking people's opinion. Yes. I'm giving, I'm giving you mine. And one more thing that everybody seems to forget. The royal family had another person in it who was an out-and-out <clears throat> Nazi. The one that resigned and be, didn't become king, he supported Nazi Germany. He even criticized, made a nasty comment against Roosevelt, Calling him, I, I believe he called him a Jew, and I'm not going to say the other word. Right. Well, yeah, please don't. Okay. Please, please this don't. This is the family. This is the family. Right. The, the royal family. They were bombing other countries. Okay. And, and one of them. Okay, so Michael, 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 we get it. We get it, your point. Is there something positive you can say about the lady? She's not around anymore. Oh, come on, Michael. Thank you for the call. Normally, I agree with you on, on many of the things you have to say, but come on, man. Everything can't be negative, bottom of the barrel, attack, attack, attack. Let's celebrate her life and being on the world stage, an ally of America. Let's celebrate that. And there's plenty of time if you want to focus on negative things to to do that. But the queen hasn't been dead, what, eight, ten hours yet. Let's switch topics. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Dominic, hi. You know, of all the stories that have hit the news, there have been very, very disturbing stories. This woman with the machete is probably one of the most disturbing, even though it didn't result in a death. Now, um, you know, she had seven arrests since March. I don't know what exactly she did, but I do know she's crazy. Now, I've, I've been riding – I ride the subways from time to time very infrequently, but even the infrequent times I ride, I see crazy people yelling in the flat platform. I almost got sucker punched myself by a crazy guy on a crowded platform, and um, it's a miracle he didn't go off, okay? And uh, basically what's going on is you know, this, the city refuses to, to, put, to take the mentally ill – out of the subways because this is part of the woke mentality it's the same thing as the criminals okay the, the mentally ill according to the, the city have the right to live on the streets it's a right even if your safety is in jeopardy okay because it's their right to live on the streets and uh, just like the criminals have a right to commit crimes and not to be thrown in jail before they're 
found guilty, God forbid, you know? Um, so all this is part of the woke mentality. We can, we are not going to get these crazy people off the street because they won't do it. They don't have to, they don't have to get the criminals off the street. It's all wrapped up in one nasty package is what I'm trying to say. Larry, I I would agree with you, but, but we do have to be fair about it. The lawyers, the civil rights, the, excuse me, the civil liberty lawyers, as soon as the city, no matter who the mayor happens to be, tries to crack down in any type of way on the homeless or the mentally ill on the subway, the civil liberty lawyers are right in court, in federal court, and the city is told to stand down. So so we do have to point out, generally, I would agree with you, because I, I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I You know, I, I had the opportunity last night, Larry, to, um, to uh, talk to Mayor Giuliani off to the side for a hot second. And it's always nice to see him. And if I were the mayor of New York City, I would do a Giuliani, meaning they would be off my streets and whoever didn't like it, I'll see you in court. But until then, until the court hearing, until the federal court says that I'm, I'm mandated to do something else, and by the time I'm done appealing that ruling and so on and so on, several months and you're off my streets. I don't understand, Larry, what is so hard with that. I don't care what the lawyers on the other side are arguing. Thank you for the call, Larry. I do appreciate uh, your comment. Let's go to Tom in Pleasantville. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, just to uh, feedback on that, uh, not this gentleman that called, but the prior one about how Queen Elizabeth didn't do anything. Well, you know, he must have a short memory because, and I'm not a big fan of the Queen, I mean, Irish descent or whatever. But the fact is that during World War II, she contributed greatly to, to the cause. You know, she she did what she could as far as uh, volunteering. I, you know, so I mean, you know, she wasn't she didn't have to, but it, it, there is some sort of obligation where you have to serve in the military. There, unlike many of our presidents who have dodged service, you know what I mean. So, and another thing, as far as the city, you know, if ACLU is going to uh, do for the rights of these people who are out there uh, committing crimes. Maybe people should turn around and sue Aklu if that's an idea. I mean, you know, because if you're going to defend people and get them off the hook, well, then you should be on the hook for, for you know, much like people trying to sue gun manufacturers. Right, right. You, you do make a, a very good point there, Tom. But, but, again, we already know that this can be done. We have seen it done under Rudy Giuliani. And just do what I refer to as a Giuliani. And, you know, if you want to sue me, I'll see you in court. And if I lose in court, I'll appeal. My city lawyers will appeal. And then you're, you will appeal and I will appeal. And it's months later. But, but in the time being, the residents of the city are safe because we don't have to tolerate what we deal with now on a daily basis. It is now part of our life to pray as I did last night. So I'm walking from Cepriani's to a, uh, a press zone parking that was uh, a block away. And I'm praying it was about 9 o'clock at night, and I'm praying that I don't have a problem. I'm specifically looking if there are any homeless people around me to make sure I'm not sucker punched. I'm particularly looking if there are any young people 
and there were two young men on um, on skateboards. And my first thought was, well, they use bicycles to roll by and rob people and keep going. I wonder if these kids will use the skateboards. That's the mentality of what you have to have now in order to survive. And I don't think I'm going to an extreme. It is simply the reality of New York life in the year 2022. Let's go to William in Asbury Park. Good morning, William. What's on your mind? Hey, I'd just like to comment on the Bannon situation. You know, it's never going to hold water in court, and it's true disparage of justice. And not only that, did you see the Marine that's also involved in the situation where the, the police were dragging the guy by his one good limb into the car? I mean, that, that that's truly shameful. And is, is it Letitia James that's that's bringing these charges forward? No, it's uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg that's handling yeah. the, uh, the case. Yeah, I mean, these guys should be disbarred and prosecuted for for abuse of power. I mean, this, this listen, if you have an organization that's dealing with that much funding, you have to attract talent to organize such thing. And I would like to think that everybody's going to work pro bono in a perfect world. But the fact is you need a lot of talent, and that talent's going to require compensation, so somebody's going to be getting paid, you know? Well, that, that William, that is the reality of the situation. But also, what what's somewhat slimy about this whole thing is that I feel to a certain degree that it amounts to double jeopardy. I'm not even dealing with the merits uh, of what you just said, of whether Mr. Bannon is guilty or not. And by the way, he says this is all about 60 days uh, to the day as it relates to the November 8th uh, election, the midterms. But the reason yeah. why the reason why I say, William, that it's almost like double jeopardy, because uh, let, let, we, let, for just for argument's sake, let's put the merits of the argument aside of whether or not Mr. Bannon is guilty or not. Let's just put it to the side for a second, if we can. Okay. The fact of the matter is he received a presidential pardon. And I I just feel, I know that state prosecutors can get around a pardon, but it just seems to me that no matter who the president is, if it's Clinton, Obama, Bush, Trump, or the current president, once you're issued a pardon, it, it should stick. But unfortunately, that's not the case in state court. So, yeah. so, we, so we will see how this uh, how this all plays out. But I do thank you for your telephone call, William, and I want you to have a uh, great morning. Let's see what our friend Stan in Forest Hills has to say this morning. Good morning, Stan. How are you? Two things. One about you. Are you going to take the next uh, COVID shot? I still haven't had the shot. I know. You haven't taken the third one, right? No, I'm Uh, serious. The new one is coming up in the fall. I think if you take that, that'll cover a couple of things. I'm just wondering, have you thought about it or what? No, as as I've shared before, and I encourage everyone. You know, I I want you to do it because I don't need to, you know, what I've said in the past. (laughs) I don't need problems not hearing you, though we fight and argue. I I care about your health. Hey, hey, you know I love you, Stan. Um, Um... you know, the, the bottom line, here's the thing that bothers me. That bothers me. What bothers right? you? Let, let, I'm going to tell you right now. So it scares me. It really does, Stan. And, but I don't want people to do what I'm doing. I want you to get vaccinated. It scares me that I can get a shot, right, 
and I'm fine, and then the next morning it hurts like hell. That D, scares you, me. D, I, that happened to me, D. I got this. It hurt, but it went away after a couple of years. You're not tw- you're not four years old. You can t- you I, obviously. I now we now know it's been exposed. You can't take injections. So, so wait, I, I I can't ask for a lollipop. <laughs> you can't take injections. Oh, I think we need to get your wife to be with you when you get. <laughs> Let me get to the second point. Okay. okay. But please think about it, will you? Uh yes, sir. Okay. The second thing, uh, the Lincoln Project is a Republican, a former uh, Republican group of Bush people. And I heard the advertisement, and it was wonderful. It needs to be played constantly. And look, How did I know you were going to say that? Well, I didn't say that. Maybe you heard me. <laughs> but the point is, Fox, you know, they take advertisements like anybody else if they want to put it on. And for him to say he's going to sue them, for what? He ain't going to win anything. He's just trying to, you know, you know blow steam. They have a right to put it on. They pay spots for it. If Fox wants to take it, fine. It's not. Uh, if he can prove something, go ahead. What is he going to sue? He sues everybody for anything. Okay, but but wait, Stan. He, he, he's in the ad. The female announcer is calling half the country that backed Mr. Trump suckers. Do you? I mean, literally suckers. <laughs> you want to ask? You want to ask me now what I thought of that statement? But but, but I mean, but, but 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 Stan, but do but do you really think that's that's uh, the right thing to do? It, yeah, it's. He's, I do. Oh. I mean, what, what's wrong with saying if you voted for this guy, you, okay. she could have said you made a big mistake. Okay, okay. So Stan, Stan, the same Stan, the same argument could be made against the people that voted for Biden. When you look at the the state of the country currently, the the point is he's been involved. There's a difference between what one person's done and what other persons have done in terms of uh, insurrection or possible this or that. We know that. But the words basically says you've been taken. And I see nothing wrong with saying that. Stan, You're suckers. Stan, Stan the same thing. The You're same not using thing. Words. But wait, Stan, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you for the call. But let me just make this point. The same thing could be said of Biden supporters. And in fact, even more suckers. I'm not calling you that. I'm saying that the same argument could be made. You went for a guy that had the lesser personality who hid in the basement during the campaign, during COVID, came out finally for the debates, was not Donald Trump. You voted for him, and now the country is completely falling apart. If that's not a sucker, then what is? I mean, if if, if we're going to be real, then, then let, let's assess the situation in a candid manner. He ran on, Mr. Biden ran on a platform, and... What's going well? The southern border is a mess. Criminals know that they have more power and more rights than we do. Police officers are having nervous breakdowns, uh, committing suicide, and retiring in record numbers. There are several uh, items throughout the country from, uh, from diapers to the cost of meat to the cost of gas to the cost, the the impact of inflation, to the glory days, the good old days that you had under Trump, 3% mortgages. Remember those? Remember the 3% mortgages? Ask yourself right now how much is going to cost you to do business. To those of you, if you want a mortgage, to those of you 
that want to buy in sec a second and third rental property, you you you're priced out. You're literally priced out from helping the economy because that three percent mortgage that was there for many years under Trump is now five percent or closer to six. That means double the rate, the interest rate. So the monthly payment, let's say, let's say for example, uh, under the three percent, you you were paying, let's say, um, for argument's sake, let's say you were paying eight hundred dollars a month on the um, on, on top of your your taxes and um, and your mortgage payment. So now you double that, and that's the reality of of the world that we live in. So if one side's going to call one suckers, then can't the other side say, well? Look at you. Who who's really the the sucker in this situation, folks? It is time for a break, and I do want to uh, tell you that, as I've been uh, stating, that I am proudly supporting the Tunnel to Towers 5K Walk Run NYC again this year, which is coming up on Sunday, September 25th, and we need your help. My team, our team. We're in first place in terms of uh, raising the money. We have exceeded every goal that they keep moving for our team because that's how much money you folks are raising. So as of an hour ago, the goal was $2,000. And because of your love, we're now at $2,300. And I want to thank Kenneth. I want to thank all the anonymous folks that have contributed. I want to thank the the donation on behalf of uh, Edward Murray. I want to thank Naomi, Kenneth, Marilyn from New Jersey, all you folks that have done it without uh, naming yourself. And uh, I'm going to be out there at the event, and I would really appreciate you donating to my team. Let's smash the records. It's real simple to do so. Here's how you do it. Go to the wabcradio.com slash walk, wabcradio.com slash walk, You'll see six photos there. Go down, scroll down, and click on my photo to donate to my team. Again, I'm trying to beat my numbers from last year. That's wabcradio.com slash walk. Thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. And it is now time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one rated news talk radio morning show in Nueva York. Weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Here, Sid breaks down Hillary Clinton's appearance on The View. So the witch from Chappaqua was on The View yesterday. Yeah, this is a bunch of really horrible ladies. I mean, the, 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 uh, Joy Behar is the worst person God ever created. Whoopi Goldberg lines up a very close second. Now you add Hillary Clinton, and this is why they want us dead. This is why the terrorists around the world want us dead. You put Joy Behar, Whoopi Goldberg, and Hillary Clinton in the same room, you got to nuke that son of a bitch. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
And we are back, about to go back to your telephone calls. And it is the day that changed our lives forever. And New York's news talk leader will never forget. 77 WABC joins the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for special days of tribute today, September 9th, and Sunday, September 11th, Tunnel to Towers Foundation 9-11 Remembrance, remembering 9-11 21 years later on 77 WABC. And coming up in a few minutes during our Dominic the Chronicles of Dominic Carter segment. I'll talk to Yonkers Assemblyman uh, Nader Sayig, and he has a bill that he's pushing as it relates to 9-11 uh, in Albany and health care and getting people, more people, to sign up uh, for health care so that they are covered down the road. I'm, I'll be waiting for the Assemblyman's call. That is coming up at about 1245 this morning. In the meantime, Right back to the telephone calls with you folks. Let's go to Tom in Rockland. Good morning, Tom. What's on your mind? Dominic, uh, you're creating a false equivalency. The reason why the, the people are suckers, just like the people that attended Trump University to get real estate uh, information, he sucked them in, and uh, he's doing the same thing with these people that are contributing to his campaign. The money's going to his personal use and not for political re-election purposes, or that's the problem. Tom, Tom, I I don't think that Mr. Trump or anyone around him would engage in an activity like that because the feds would be on him in a hot New York minute, and he would be indicted. You can't just take campaign money or money raised for issues like that. You can have dinners and so on, but it's got to be somewhat related to what you're raising the money for. You can't just raid one fund and use it personally. People have been indicted and gone to jail for attempting to do exactly that. Tom. He's not doing it for his campaign and he's doing it. He has another, another organization which has nothing to do with his campaign. Well, Tom, I, I, I hear you, but you know what, Tom, before I let you go. So let's say for argument, I find it very offensive that the ad would refer to half the country as suckers is the other half of the country's, of, of the country, excuse me, suckers for backing Mr. Biden. Well, half of the country isn't making those contributions. It's probably about 5%. Okay, but right now, but no, the ad wasn't, the ad was referring to all MAGA supporters and said that you're suckers. So my no, question is. they're to, talking about MAGA supporters who are paying money to him, or actually taking money out of their pocket. Okay, okay, so, all right, so, so Tom, so Tom, Tom, Tom. Trust me, you're not going to be able to duck my question. Trust, trust me when I tell you that. So people that donated to Mr. Biden, are they suckers? Well, I, I believe that, he, that they, com, they contributed to his campaign. Oh, no, uh, his, hey, hey, Tom, his, Tom, I, Tom, I love you. Yeah. Tom, I, I love you. But see, in journalism, let me just say what just happened. Your long pause gave it away that you didn't really want to answer the question and you didn't have a comeback and the him and the huh and the pause. So all I'm saying is if Tom, I thank you for the call. If we go down this road, if one group are suckers, then the other group are certainly suckers as well. And there's no need for any of this. There's no need for this type of name calling. Let's go to uh, Alan in the Rockaways. Good morning, Alan. What's on your mind? Hello, Dominic. Um, 
in my recent uh, interest in politics, I've come to the conclusion that of all the subjects that people can debate or argue uh, or discuss, politics is the one thing. If if you're an Uber Trumper or you're a Never Trumper, uh, you you're falling on deaf ears if you want to to convert someone. So I'm not going to go there whether I'm a, a pro or anti-Trump. But the overriding concept was uh, lately the last few weeks was democracy versus fascism. And my suggestion, I, I, I'd like to hear how you respond to it, to make it a better democracy. If candidate A gets more votes than candidate B, but candidate B uh, wins the electoral, I think the popular vote, democracy, a government by the people, if more people vote for the, the person, they're supposed to win the election. This electoral college has outlived its usefulness. And second is this this uh, 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 what do they call it, the filibuster? Yes. Keep... Now, arguably, the most important decision that a voter, a citizen must make is who to vote for. That doesn't require 60 percent. That requires 50 plus percent, a majority. So if that's the most important thing that people have to deal with, then why uh, on an individual issue does uh, it require 60 out of 100 votes? Well, well, Alan, Republicans begged Democrats not to change the system and get the, the, to make it the way it is now. And Democrats in the Senate said, we don't care. We want our way right now. And so thank you for the call. That's why we have the situation that we're in. And you can't decide a president by the popular vote, because if that's the case, uh, New York and California would outweigh every other state simply on volume. And and that's not fair. You You make a good point about the Electoral College perhaps being out of date. And so I, I don't have the answer, but those are the facts, that you can't have the two largest states simply and essentially uh, selecting the president. Coming up in about five minutes, we're going to have a conversation, and then we're going to go back to your telephone calls uh, with an assemblyman about a uh, 9-11 bill that he's sponsoring in Albany. He's standing by, and I'll be going to him about about six minutes from now. But until then, we're going to continue with your calls on this Friday morning. Julie on Staten Island. Good morning, Julie, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Oh, hi, Dominic. I just wanted to tell you, you're too modest. I think you're terrific. I wish, really wish you had more than an hour. It's really well, hard to you. get through to you. <laughs> but I do want to uh, talk about Trump and uh, everybody that's been uh, on the Trump team seems that they want to just throw everything at this poor guy. I just, what did he do so wrong? What I don't understand is he loves his country. You could see that this man loves his country. He's so rich. Why would he need to steal money? I don't get it. He lost money, actually, when he ran. I mean, he, uh, he lost so much business in his hotels. People were taking the name off of all his hotels. His daughter lost her uh, clothing line. I think she had shoes and stuff. They lost so much money. 
and he's so filthy rich. He loves this country, and he just wants to help us, help, you know, the average man, the middle-class people, and help them get jobs. And he did. He did. He really did. He kept his word with everything he said he wanted to do. So I think they hate him so much that he was successful, and it's it's driving them crazy. So it, it's so hurtful to hear that we're all being vilified because we love this man. We love this man because we love our country, and he loves this country, and he shows it. So stated, really stated, Julie, stated in a very uh, productive and articulate way. Thank you very much. Uh, it's clear uh, that Mr. Trump love, loves the country, and I think all of us within the sound of my voice also love the country. And as it relates to the southern border, I'm just going to put this in the form of a question. Would you, and I really want you to think about this. Would you rather have a situation, while it is cruel, that at the border you separate parents, the children from the parents temporarily, or would you rather have a situation where when it was Greg Abbott's problem, the Democrats thought it was funny? Now the mayor of D.C., she is uh, basically crying no mas, stating that Washington, the situation, the crisis at the border, that it's getting worse, that there are over 9,000 asylum seekers that have arrived in D.C. So would you rather have a situation of 9,000 migrants in Washington, thousands here in New York, and they are coming nonstop, or would you rather shut it down by saying, if you come, you know, we're not going to accommodate you, and if the family unit gets splits up, so be it. Which one would you rather have? Which one would you rather have? Because right now, D.C. and New York, the mayors are saying, oh, come on. Come, we welcome you. We love you. And these are people that are traveling by the thousands. It's not going to stop. And in a few months, some of the women will deliver babies and that whole line of routine and food stamps and, and American education and, and, uh, and welfare vouchers. And I know it sounds cruel, but who is going to pay for all of this? Who's going to do so? Let's go to Jay in Ohio. Good morning, Jay. What's on your mind? What's up, Dominic? Good morning. Go you right ahead. Gonna, you know who's going to pay for it. We are going to pay for it. And and as far as um, being a sucker, the only suckers are the people who don't love America. And the mega people make America great. If you're not for make America great, then you're a sucker because you live here. And that's all I got to say. Well, Jay, I thank you for the call, and, and I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Dominic Carter here with you, folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. I am going to take a break. When we come back, the assemblyman is on the line. We are going to chat with the state assemblyman who is pushing a bill as it relates to 9-11 and health care, particularly in New York State. Stay with us. 
WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. With me right now, Assemblyman Nader Sayeg and more people, more people have died of 9-11 related health illnesses than from the attacks themselves. The commemoration of 9-11 is upon us. Here it is Friday. September 11th is Sunday. And Assemblyman, you representing Yonkers are are sponsoring a bill that is known as the 9-11 Notice Act. What exactly is it? Thank you very much, Dominique. Uh, This is really crucial. We held a press conference yesterday in Lower Manhattan. And as we mentioned that 21 years later, you know, we lost nearly 3,000 individuals to the 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center. And 21 years later, we realized that the danger still exists. And thousands of civilian employees, including construction workers, involved in the massive cleanup of Ground Zero 21 years ago are eligible for World Trade Center victims' health coverage but have not yet registered for these essential services. My legislation authorizes the state to delegate responsibility on corporations that had employees 50 or more in Lower Manhattan between September 2001 and May 2002, which is really an eight-month period that uh, now we realize there was serious dust and toxins in the air that caused so many civilians to have cancer-related illnesses, respiratory illnesses. And the sad part about it, while most emergency responders have enrolled in the congressional Zadroga bill, that's a 9-11 health compensation plan, where nearly $10 billion of federal funds are there, Unfortunately, only labor unions that did a great job in, uh, in letting their employees know and they registered and they're seeking services. You know, before being an assemblyman, I was a school principal for 40 years in, in Yonkers, and I look at it as a grade. When 90% of union people, first responders, police, fire, EMS, you know, they're they're following suit, they're protecting themselves, they're registering, they're getting the benefits. And then when we looked at the number of civilians, construction workers and others, and only 10%, that's failing. So as an educator, I did my research and I'm demanding that the Assembly and the Senate Health Committees uh, hold an immediate health conference on 9-11 victims and, and express to the entire nation, the urgency of making sure that 
this notice act. That's what it is. It's a 9-11 notice act. It doesn't cost corporations. It's a cost of the stamp just to tell a former employee, a retired employee, hey, you know, you're entitled to benefits. And God forbid, if you have cancer, if you have ailments, if you have respiratory problems, here's a registration hotline. And it's very simple. It's 911victims.com. Anyone can get on there. It gets your information. And if you're entitled, you protect yourself. And that's what this act is all about. This year, as I said, marks the 21st anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. And after the collapse, you know, like I said, 3,000 people died and uh, 1.2 million tons of, of debris and soot and toxic ash laced with the cancer-causing carcinogens blanketed lower Manhattan and parts of Brooklyn. And now we know that even though the U.S. Department of Environmental Protection told us that the air was safe to breathe and encourage, believe it or not, 400,000 people in lower Manhattan to return to work, now we find that it's not safe. In fact, the air was proven to be deadly and linked to more than, I couldn't believe this, 4,000 610 deaths by wow. 9-11 related illnesses and some 20 years later. Well, so, Dominique, this is urgent. This is important. I, I agree. Is, uh, I agree, Assemblyman. It's urgent and it is in, important. And we are chatting with Assemblyman Nader Sayeg representing Yonkers regarding the 9-11 Notice Act for the forgotten victims of the World Trade Center attack some 21 years later. So basically, Assemblyman, this is for construction workers that essentially became first responders by trying to help out with the debris or or just happened to be in the area, correct? It's primarily construction workers, but again, it's not just limited to construction workers. Anyone working, I mean, I became aware at the press conference of, of a young lady, a woman, Alice Vigo, who was working at 97 Wall Street. She was working for Century 21. And uh, this is just an example of a person that has cancer uh, that told me a story. In one instance, uh, 15 employees and seven out of the 15 had cancer, uh, are being treated, uh, and of the seven, unfortunately, three or four of them passed away already. And this is a young person. So the impact, when you see like 50% of people that work for the financial business area there, the commercial, the residential, the, the small business people, people that went to school there, people that worked in insurance company and so forth, it's not limited just to construction workers. This is why I, I identified how important labor was in putting the message out. And that, thankfully, that protected our heroes. But now we know anybody that was down in lower Manhattan, you know, and functioned and worked and returned back to work in many ways is a hero. And many don't know when you hear the facts that 10 percent to me, as an educator, 
put aside my assembly duties as an educator, that's a failing mark. You know, so we need to focus on awareness. It's not costly. It's the right thing for corporations and businesses to do. In many cases, it's a phone call, a cost of a stamp. You know, so we're not asking a lot. We're saying this is urgent. This is killing a lot of people, a lot of ailments, a lot of individuals that don't know about the benefits may become bankrupt because of the cost of health care and deductibles. And many people don't have the type of plans labor and unions have. They have limited plans where without this coverage, it can be a life and death situation. Life and death situation. Assemblyman Sayeg of Yonkers, we thank you for uh, joining us. And I'm about to go back to your telephone calls, folks, in one second. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano on the other side of midnight. It is the day to change our lives forever. And New York's news talk leader will never forget. Join 77 WABC as we join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation for special days of tribute today, September 9th. And, of course, on Sunday, September 11th. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. It's good to talk to you. Same. Go right ahead. Uh, First, I want to congratulate you and everyone at WABC for your 100th anniversary. You have a wonderful station. I discovered your station back in April of 2021, and I can say it truly has changed my life. Um, I am in awe of the amazing broadcasters, so many different formats, so much opportunity, plus the opportunity just to have my own voice heard and to express my opinion. So thank you to everyone, especially to um, the Katsimatidis for providing um, everything that WABC does. Absolutely. Um, What I wanted to just touch base on was I just wanted to – Speak out against, you know, people wonder where the, um, you know, all these uh, attacks are coming from, all this uh, hatred and animosity is coming from. And it's not just, you know, it's bad enough that it's the political and that, you know, both sides are attacking. Uh, We have, you know, the FBI with threats and the judge who gave uh, Trump the master with threats. And it just never seems to end. But it's also, you know, when people call and, you know, I've listened to where, you know, um, where someone has to be critical of the station as opposed to celebrating last night. Uh, One would say putting the pin in your bubble of celebration, as it were, Um, or the gentleman tonight who was criticizing the queen who – if she was, you know, so, so problematic, why do, you know, people all over her country come out and celebrate the weddings when she's in public? I'm sure it'll be wall to wall in the streets for her funeral. Um, you know, people love her. So, you know, if there was a problem, you really wouldn't see that kind of a response. Um, also, you know, Tunnel to Towers, any organization, the gentleman you just had on, the assemblyman, that supports taking care of the survivors, the people who lost people during 9-11, the people who are now taking care of disabled or sick people from 9-11. 
is a worthy organization and should not and should not be questioned. And, you know, it's just I'm thankful for the fact that when I hear people speak negatively, I am thankful that I am still positive. And and I agree with you, Alyssa. I I do have to step in because I only have uh, two and a half minutes left, and I'm joined. Alyssa, we will continue that conversation because it goes in, uh, hopefully next week, or you can continue with Frank. It goes to my broader theme, call me naive, but my broader theme of always positive over negative. Positive over negative. With me, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight coming up in just minutes. Good morning. Hello, Dominic, TGIF. Yes, so what do you have this morning? Uh, As we do each and every Friday, we are going to start the hour with the most unpredictable hour in all of radio. Ask Frank anything where I will take questions about any subject. Whatever people have questions about, I will do my best to answer them. And I always love Fashion Week, Dominic, because we find a way to get a beautiful woman and a model or two in here every year for Fashion Week. Today is no exception. I'm going to be joined uh, by St. Nicole, who's an actress, model, and a singer. I'm sure we'll find something to talk with her about. Uh, And uh, then a little bit later, we're going to be talking with a professor and a a civic activist named Peter Feynman about uh, open primaries and whether or not that's a good idea for states to pursue and for parties to pursue. Another great show. Let's go to Jay in Edison, New Jersey. Jay, you've got uh, 25 seconds. Go right ahead. I don't think Trump should be tried at all until he's either out of presidency or until he loses, just like you give that to a president, because it's really a political question at this point. It's more likely than not that they're trying to stop him from running for president that, 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 Jay, you're going in and out, but I think Frank and I picked up on your broader point, and, and it's a good one because the, the smell of politics is all over this. Folks, September 11th weekend, never forget, stay with 77 WABC. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to do me a favor and have a lovely weekend and relax. Coming up right now, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. I'll be back Monday morning. Have a great weekend, folks.